Heather Bayer. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of Vacation Rental Success. And uh, as ever with my weather report, the sun's shining, the snow is, I wouldn't say it's nearly gone. We've probably got another week or so before we do get rid of uh, rid of the final snow, and then we'll just be waiting for the ice to come off the lakes. And then it's swim time and summer and boating and busy, busy, busy cottage rentals. And uh, yeah, the business is just booming at the moment. We had uh, such a great time at the Cottage Life Show a couple of weeks ago that we are taking on new properties every single day at the moment. It's really interesting how many people are looking at renting their properties out. And I said it in a a previous episode, in fact, when I was talking to Matt uh, last week, uh, that it, it seemed just about every prospective owner we spoke to at the show was thinking about using rental as part of their buying strategy. So they weren't just going in to purchase a second home. They were going in to purchase a vacation home that they were also planning to rent out, which was enabling them to buy a, maybe a bigger, a better home and, and be able to afford it. And what's made that even more interesting this week was the report that's been produced by the National Association of Realtors, the um, NAR Vacation Home and Investment um, Investment report for 2015, which said that the sales of vacation homes soared in 2014. And it looks as though that is going to continue. And as that happened, sales of investments, you know, people buying for residential rental or buying for flips was getting less. So, you know, this is such an interesting time to be in the vacation rental business. And I, I, I'm just loving it. It's just, you know, keeps me on my toes. I'm sure it does keep you on your toes as an owner or an agent as well. And of course, nowadays, you, you can't say the word vacation rentals without thinking about Airbnb. And once again, for the first time ever at the Cottage Life show, numerous people, numerous prospective guests were coming up to me and talking about what they'd seen on Airbnb in terms of country properties. But they are also talking about renting in different parts of the world and going directly now to Airbnb to find their space. So this week, I'm talking to um, the founders of Guesty. I'll tell you a little bit more about Guesty in a minute, but um, the, the background really is, is that Airbnb has actually bloomed an entire ecosystem of startups. And I'm, I'm actually taking that from a, a blog post from uh, April 2014, and I'll put a link to that on the website and it was, it was very, it makes a very interesting read because it talks about all the different little startups that have happened in, in the wake of the Airbnb success. And these are you know, property management services, cooperating food services. For example, there's one called Feastly, which provides in-home dining experiences for guests staying in Airbnb spaces. And it says enhancing the romance of a special night or two away from the ordinary. Cookening is another one. These these names are just really, really neat. 
Cooking offers a slightly different twist with a host cooking and sharing a meal with you at their nearby home or shop. And then there are accommodation and recreation services that are being provided by people local to Airbnb properties. One called Localer, a curated community of local insiders who want to help you experience what the locals know are the best places to stay and play. And they say it's more reliable now than tourist review. And here's another one. Um, going Well, going back onto the uh, property management services, you might have heard of some of these. Air Envy, Urban Bellhop, Beyond Stays, Guest Hop, Superhost, Key Cafe. Key Cafe provides a convenient storage location and pickup point for your guests to pick up their keys at an Airbnb rental. It's just it's just quite amazing that there there is no end to the opportunities for small companies now just to cash in on the whole Airbnb success. But today I'm concentrating on just one of these startups which has been going for a couple of years now. And I'll say a couple of years, they began in, in 2014. So I guess that's just last year. Their idea uh, there's there's an article in Entrepreneur that I'll put a link to, and and that describes the the startup of Guesty, and started by twin brothers Amiad and Kobe Soto, and their focus was to help the thousands of hosts around the world manage and rent their properties when they're they're not able to do it themselves. They provide a ton of different services. They don't go in and actually they don't provide cleaning and maintenance services, but they coordinate them for an owner. They will answer inquiries. And you may have seen the commercial. In fact, I I picked it up and watched it again on Facebook today. So once again, I'm going to put a link to it because it really is. I, I love this little commercial and it has a particularly annoying guest asking a million and one questions like, what's the Wi-Fi code? How does this work? How does the microwave work? How do I get in? Where do I get the key? Uh, where do I go for a meal? All these things that your guests or the Airbnb guests may ask. And, and of course, being Airbnb, they expect that there is somebody right there, right then to answer them. And Guesty is offering this service to answer all the guest questions to create the optimal Airbnb experience for them. So without further ado, let's just move on in to my interview with the founders of Guesty. So I'm delighted to have with me today uh, co-founder and CEO of Guesty, Amiad Soto, and the head of marketing, Nathan Tobin. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Heather. Good to uh, good to catch up with uh, with both of you because I've been following what uh, what Guesty has been doing over the, uh, the the past year, eighteen months. It's been uh, yeah, really exciting. You've moved on really really fast. So, Amiad, can you tell me the background to Guesty? What made you uh, What made you start this up? Of course. Uh, so first of all. Um, it's me and my twin brother, Kobe. Uh, we started Guesty out of our own need. We were both Airbnb hosts ourselves, uh, renting our place 
our places in Tel Aviv. Uh, each of us has had his own apartment. And we were traveling quite a lot, um, myself to United States, North America, and Kobe was traveling to Europe. And we were um, renting our place on Airbnb while we were away. And um, to say the least, um, it wasn't that much of a smooth experience uh, doing it while we were away. And we thought it, there must be a better service, uh, or it must be any service, uh, that offering help to Airbnb hosts who has some... Um, um, host fatigue or are away from their property and need uh, someone to manage their, their Airbnb listing for them. Uh, therefore, after we uh, did a little bit of research and couldn't find one, we decided to fund it ourselves. And uh, to make a long story short, um, we got accepted into Y Combinator with it, um, grew the company um, tenfold, and we are now um, managing thousands of listings worldwide. So how, how many listings do you have? It's, it's really uh, hard to put a number on it since we have people joining every day. Uh, but we manage more than... I think we're around 2,000 listings at this point, plus or minus 50. So I think we're, we either have just hit or are about to hit an important milestone. Perfect. And these, these are all around the world? Yeah. What differentiated our service from our competitors is we are not a local company. We're not uh, offering people on the ground. We are managing everything remotely, and therefore our potential to expand is limitless, and therefore we have customers all over the world, and in every continent there is actually. Well, tell me how it works, because, you know, you say you haven't got the people on the ground, and, you know, I, I'm thinking, okay, so so I'm I'm an owner, I'm about to put my place on Airbnb, and I'd like to go away, but that's going to be a concern because, you know, I, I might have, you know, I, I've got a cleaner lined up. But my, my, my concern is, well, what happens if something goes wrong? Who's, who, are, who are the guests going to call? Are they going to be able to get in touch with me? So what, does get, what would Guesty do for me? That's one of the questions we get the most. Uh, what do you do in case of emergencies? And our answer is the same thing you would do if you were if you had an emergency and you were away is manage it remotely. Uh, you you know your property the best, and um, we get in touch with uh, third party services either of your choice or one of our own. Uh, let's say for example, uh, one of your guests uh, get like uh, get in touch with us and telling us that uh, there is a plumbing issue, and uh, if if one of your preferences that we will take care of it ourselves. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll reach out to our directory of third-party providers and set you up or set your property up with a plumber uh, to get there as soon as possible, be in touch with the guests uh, while they're staying there, um, make them at ease that uh, the, the problem is being uh, resolved, uh, maybe even offering them something uh, uh, like staying at um, a nearby coffee shop while the, the plumber is fixing the problem and just sending you a bill later on. Uh, so we take care of everything. We don't have to be in the property because we know uh, what's uh, the way to access it. We know um, your contacts, and we can get everything fixed, uh, even though we are thousands of miles away sometimes and sometimes as, as, as close as a couple miles away. So it really depends on your property. So, so how do how do how does Guesty know all all this information? I'm assuming that you 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 keep a a very solid database uh, on on every property. Yeah, so we have a really uh, comprehensive 
uh, system in place. Uh, first thing we do is we look at your uh, the information uh, you've given us while you were signing up. Um, second thing we do is we look at your history. Um, most likely, if you've been a host for quite a while, you've been asked and dealt with many uh, problems before, and we can just uh, learn from how you dealt with them previously um, if it's on your file. And if it's not, we research it and take a look at what will be the um, what will be the potential uh, solution. And if we can't really solve it without getting in touch with you, what we'll do is we'll uh, get in touch with you. If it's an urgent matter, we'll call. And if it's not urgent, we'll send an email and we'll figure out how to solve it with you together. And we'll save the answer on file for future reference. If I could just jump in for a second, Heather. Sure. Uh, what Ahmed's referring to is, you know, at our core, we're really a, you know, we're a software company, right? We're, we're handling the communication side, the logistics, uh, the optimization of, of uh, revenue for, you know, and bookings for Airbnb guests, for Airbnb hosts, rather. But our software that our, that our uh, customers connect their Airbnb accounts to, it actually, you know, once they do that, um, you know, our staff have access to their prior conversations. So, you know, if, you know, if there's a frequently asked question that guests routinely ask the host, like, you know, what's the Wi-Fi password? Where can I, where can I find the ironing board? Guests in the past have likely asked that. So, our support people can, you know, just with the click of a button, search through all the old conversations in that person's Airbnb history. And so it, it makes, you know, retrieving answers to questions that you may think you have to have, uh, you know, on the ground experience with the property to answer, but you can actually, you can actually answer just, you know, using, a, using technology. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's the same thing that goes for uh, questions about things that um, that are in the local area where's the nearest restaurant where's the nearest yeah those are those are the easiest uh, for us to research actually we have been uh, uh, told by a lot of our users um, that a lot of our answers has been amazing uh, for example if a guest asks uh, what's a, a good Italian restaurant nearby and we recommend one by, based on the research we've been uh, we, we've done. And sometimes the user has told us this is actually his favorite restaurant. How did we how did we know? <laughs> that was uh, um, that happened many times. And we, we love the fact that we allow uh, the guests to have an experience that is personalized and also high level. Well, to me, and I I think to both pe people that their um, perception of Airbnb that it's it's very uh, you know it's an urban concept and but, but airbnb is spreading out and i know where i am here in ontario it's it's moving out into the really rural areas uh are you able to to cope with um with, with that movement out of the the cities with with all the the data at your fingertips out into areas that uh, that are perhaps more sparsely um populate yeah it, you know in some ways uh you know rural rural or smaller city properties are actually easier to manage um for example you know if you have an if you have an apartment in manhattan right and you want to put a lockbox on your property good luck it's going to get cut off of the building by a superintendent or it's not going to be allowed or maybe you have a condo telling you you can't install a smart lock or you can't install a keypad lock on your door but um, folks in the suburbs, folks in smaller cities like Austin or Boulder or, or Portland, these kind of places, you know, it's usually a single family detached home. And so in that case, there are pl plenty of places to put a secure lockbox, plenty of, you know, you, you usually own the property so you can install whatever kind of, uh, you know, doorknob with a smart lock you want on there. So they're actually, the logistical issues can be a lot easier 
in these locations because just because of the density and and uh, you know a lot of times uh, regulatory issues in cities it can be much more difficult. Yeah, in, that, that's interesting that you mention um, the whole issue of access because. Uh, as I think I mentioned to you, Nathan, I run, you know, I'm CEO of a large or fairly large rental agency here in Ontario. And, you know, there's there's times in the summer on a Saturday afternoon at four o'clock, we have 180 plus families all going into properties at, at the same time. You know, four o'clock in the afternoon is check-in. They're all going in and access issues are our number one uh, you know, it's, it's the number one call we get. The calls start at four o'clock and people say, you know, I'm punching in the number I was given and it's not working or I can't find the key or I forgot to bring the uh, the access um, the, the access codes. How do you handle that uh, the, those access issues? If, you know, if a code doesn't work, do you have access to spare keys or different ways of getting people into a property? That's a great question. We've been asked that many times. Um, so on emergencies, we have a line of support that's uh, being um, available 24-7. So if a guest can check in, even if it's uh, on midnight or later, uh, we have someone online that they can call. And um, the way we will solve it by... Um, looking at the, your history, for example, and seeing how did you solve this kind of problems before, and also by asking you for uh, emergency procedures in place. So, for example, let's say you use a lockbox with a code and you, uh, for everyone, and you also have emergency plan that's a, a hidden key or a key at the friend's place or at the neighbor's, uh, then if, if someone can't find the key and we've uh, exhausted all other options, We'll uh, get in touch with your neighbor or your friend, and we'll let them know uh, that the guest is waiting outside. And in, in, the, in the process, we'll contact the guest as well, letting them know how long it's going to take, and maybe even offering them to sit in a nearby coffee shop just as they're relaxing uh, so they know we care. I, and I think that, that's the most important thing, is having that, that line of contact. So people aren't standing outside in, in the pouring rain trying to um, work a lockbox where the battery's gone flat and uh, and I'm wondering if there's going to be anyone on the end of the phone and it's it's great that, that there will. And in fact, yeah, we operate exactly the same emergency system with the, with hidden keys and spare keys. There's always got to be that uh, that backup plan. So what yep. what other issues does Guesty resolve for uh, for Airbnb hosts? Well, we've been solving as as very like varied solutions for um, the, as most bizarre problems and as most uh, popular problems. So the most popular are, are obviously uh, getting locked out, but some some bizarre options might go as as um, even as far as having a guest. Uh, fall asleep uh, outside because they drank too much and now uh, they, they forgot the keys inside. Uh, so, many, so many availability problems and um, having a photo shoot at the property, having a lot of, a lot of things like that. And uh, for, for anyone who is managing the rental of their own property, whether it be on Airbnb or VRBO or TripAdvisor, um, answering guest inquiries within a really short space of time. I think we all know how, how important that is, but of course we're not all, you know, we're at work during the day 
or we're on an aeroplane. If you're on an eight-hour eight-hour flight and you don't have the ability to pick up a an email or a call, it's very easy to miss um, to miss a potential booking. So, do you do you have that facility to answer guest inquiries on behalf of a host? Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, that's one of our core services. In fact, that you know, we're managing all the communication. You know, both before the booking, during the booking, and after the booking. So. Answering those inquiries and, and responding to the, uh, you know, the, the reservation requests is at the core of what we do. And um, it's important for a lot of reasons. It's important just, one, to be responsive around the clock and sort of, you know, make sure that you're the early bird that gets the worm, right? You know, if someone sends you a message uh, early in the morning, they may have also sent other host messages. So you want to remain competitive. So that's, that's an advantage we offer our customers. But also, you know, Airbnb is really concerned about, uh, you know, while Airbnb says it's not a hotel – they're also concerned about providing a good experience for their guests. And part of that is, is you know, they want to have that reliability there, uh, that if a guest sends in an inquiry, that is going to be answered in a timely fashion. So kind of to incentivize that, Airbnb actually, um, they actually uh, determine the placement of your listing and, and their search results, largely as a function of how responsive you are as, as, a, uh, as a host. So the quicker you respond, the higher you are in the search results. So um, they're kind of... Uh, it's kind of unclear uh, whether or not it's one hour or two hours. They, they've actually said as recently as November between one and two hours, but we always aim for under an hour. So, um, you know, we respond uh, sometimes within minutes, but always under an hour. And uh, it's funny you mentioned the plane story. There are a lot of our customers who, who are on planes and business travelers or people who are just busy in their careers. And so a lot of our customers are able to use a feature we have that, um, they continue to, you know, all of our customers continue to have access to their Airbnb accounts, right? So they can be as involved as they want to be or as uninvolved. And so while while they might like to respond to guest inquiries on their own when they're available, they set it up so that once an inquiry hits the one hour mark, then we take over. So it's kind of like an insurance policy. Like they want to be involved, but they also make want to make sure that they can get that 24-hour um, uh, backup as well. What are the challenges in offering a personal response on behalf of a host? Because... Because the whole Airbnb concept is sort of like this relationship between the guest and the host. But what you're taking out is the sort of this, I'm the person that owns the place. I know it the best, but the guest isn't actually um, communicating directly with them. Do they know they're communicating with a third party? So the answer is it depends, right? So that's largely, we can accommodate either option. So sort of our default is is just to say something like you know in in you know in the going in the back and forth on the Airbnb app in the messaging platform we would say oh hi this is Nathan I help Heather with her property um some people want us to some people want us to respond to their name and we can um and, and you're right a lot of people are concerned that they're going to lose that personal touch but at the same time if a guest knows that you know that there is a pro- a professional property manager there or that there is a dedicated person whose job it is to manage the place then they're not afraid to ask if they have questions. You know, they may feel that like, you know, maybe they've just arrived. It's two in the morning. They want to check their email. And, you know, if they thought that only the host were involved, they'd be afraid to like pick up the phone and call and disturb them at a late hour. But if they know that there's a dedicated contact person who's 24-7 that they can call, then it improves their experience. It enhances their stay. And, you know, at the same time, it, it prevents uh, us, Airbnb hosts, and uh, you know, from from being bothered at these hours as well. Well, also, if I might add, is if you think about it, the personal touch is is also not there if the host isn't available to respond. So, um, 
the most important thing for a guest is, is less being personal, but getting a response and getting an answer to his question. So if someone asks a question is, is crucial for them, uh, like they can't uh, find or they can't get the Wi-Fi to work, um, they want a problem just resolved as quickly as possible. And uh, we, we never try to, you know, impersonate someone without uh, them asking us to. We always say, uh, like Nathan has suggested, this is uh, Nathan from Guesty. We help uh, Ryan with his listing. And people are, we found out that people are even appreciative of this fact and, and like this because we, we tend to keep personal touch in our, in our emails, in our uh, conversation. For example, if someone is telling us that he's coming for a wedding, we always congratulate them and telling them, like, uh, we hope you're going to love your stay and uh, have fun at the wedding or things like that. So we, we always use the information we get to make the conversations uh, stay personal. Yeah, it sounds a very responsive, uh, responsive service, and I know I've I have been a guest in on on many occasions, and and do understand the frustration when when you've got a question and and don't get that immediate uh, response. I recall one of my the guests in one of my own properties calling us at midnight to ask how the microwave worked. And that makes sense. We've been accustomed <laughs> to. We've been accustomed to a high-level service from hotels where you have a 24-7 concierge, but uh, on Airbnb you don't. So, yeah, like, guesty is kind of like that missing layer, the missing service to make your Airbnb that unforgettable experience for your guests. I think you hit the nail there, um, Amiad, with that, uh, that reference to hotels because we are, we're seeing this more and more that, uh, that guests to vacation rentals have previously been to hotels and resorts and and the you know the lines are being blurred between them and and they're they're seeing the vacation rental really as a hotel but perhaps without the check-in desk um and the room service but they still expect somebody to be there whenever they've got a question what what else do you you offer is there anything we've we've missed here that you uh, you do for owners that um that we haven't touched on uh so a lot of our services around the post booking um, we manage everything around what happens after a guest is making a booking, like sending them a welcome message, reminding them of the checkout procedures, uh, even leaving them a review after they're away if, the, if, the, if there were no complaints. And um, it, everything around the whole experience is, is what we try to offer, including before the booking with uh, some pricing automation, uh, like filling gaps and managing your calendar more smart. And as, as, as far as uh, handling guest checkout and reminding them of uh, specific uh, instructions, directions from the airport, and soon even offering uh, guests some extra services like pickup from the airport and stuff like that. Well, one thing to add um, is that um, so after the booking, you know, we're you know we're not a cleaning company, but um, we coordinate with your cleaner, right? So if you if you already have a cleaner that you've worked with for years, you know, you you've been in the short term rental game for a long time, we it's great. We can you can keep on using them or customizable. You can you know we'd be we'd just be the point the point of contact for them and you know let them know when guests are going to arrive, when the next you know if there are any special instructions, uh, if they need to send pictures before and after the checkout, that kind of thing. Um, but also, you know, if you're, if you're new and you, or you're just looking for a new cleaner, you know, we do have cleaning partners in a lot of, uh, in a lot of cities in, in North America. So we can help you find a cleaner as well. And in some instances, 
help you find a cleaner that specializes in a short-term rental because you know cleaning a touch-up cleaning between guests is a totally different beast and a and a different price structure if I might add you know than a than a deep cleaning so uh, we can coordinate that as well. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, it, it it's totally different from a from a residential clean. So you know, this is one of the questions I get asked, you know, over and over again, particularly by people who are considering purchasing in an urban area specifically to um, to rent out, because this is uh, this is something that that we're going to see more and more uh, as investors step in to to, yeah. this, to this market. Report from the National Association of Realtors on vacation homes and investment purchases, which came out yesterday, uh, said that vac- you know, the sales of vacation rental homes just is, is soaring with the purchase of investment homes dropping. So I think, you know, we're going to see more of these, of these buyers coming into the market. And, of course, the property management is, is the first thing that they need to know about. So when you when you say you you have you have you're able to help them find uh you know somebody to do this cleaning and maintenance um is is that across the board or is it just in certain cities Well it it is across the board because it, it, we already have a directory that is comprehensive enough for most cities uh at least most big cities around the world and if uh someone joins in a in a new city that we have no contacts in will research that city and try to find a contact for him. And it's very rarely that we can't find someone in, in a city. It's only happened to us uh, once or twice in a really distant area where uh, the nearest home is like a couple miles away. Um, but in most cases, we find uh, you a cleaner or help you find a cleaner um, and, and set you up uh, for future success. Well, that's that's good because, uh, as I say, that's that's one of the the top questions that's being asked. I mean, it is you know out when you're out in the um, in the Orlando type areas and um, you know the outer banks where there are a ton of property oh. management companies that are looking after the the traditional vacation homes. It's it's not quite as as easy to find in 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 the middle of a city. So uh, so that that's useful to know. So tell me about your pricing. Well, this is going to surprise you, uh, Heather. We only charge a flat fee of 3% per booking. Uh, that means that if you uh, make a booking and uh, you make $1,000, you only pay us $30. Yeah, that's pretty good pricing. The, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so how? D- Especially uh, is an alternative to sort of the traditional property manager model that can be between, you know, 20 to 40%. Yes, I do agree. I'm, I'm, I am one. So- well, and we have a lot of... Uh, uh, the people like you as customers, mm-hmm. just so you know. So how does that work? Well, uh, to say, uh, to give you a couple examples, we have a couple customers uh, that are property managers managing more than 20 or 30 properties. And what they're, what they're doing basically is uh, using us as their um, system for managing the Airbnb side while they are using the, the more known old school, you know, back end of uh, HomeAway and other ones, other platforms they are already accustomed to. So there are some property management companies that basically, um, you know, they're providing the on-the-ground services. They have their own cleaning team, and then they use Guesty kind of as the back end to handle all the, you know, the com- the twenty-four hour booking service, the communication, and the logistics. 
and the technology, you know, that underlies it all. Yeah. So we uh, we have a lot of we have many um, customers who manage multiple properties, and also people who just manage one or two, but are just very busy and don't have the time to. What's next? You're you you're working primarily with Airbnb. Are there any uh, plans to move forward with um, with HomeAway VRBO? Of course, it's already in our roadmap. It's been in our roadmap for quite a while. Um, the, the only reason we haven't launched it yet is because there always uh, seem to be something more urgent to to work on from our Airbnb customers, people who want more uh, more things, more security, more uh, pricing automation, and more uh, hooks and stuff like that. But it's already in our roadmap for the next two months to launch uh, VRBO and HomeAway. So uh, it's definitely in the works. And there's also other uh, announcements coming soon, like uh, pricing analytics and some new stuff as well. Pricing analytics, that's that's something that um, I'm often asked, uh, you know, how, how do I price my property? And I know that, that there are some um, sites out there that will help you do that. Do you have any comment yeah. on that? Yeah. Uh, first of all, we're compatible with many services like those. Uh, so a lot of our users are currently using uh, several of those websites to uh, price their listing and um, use us as the management service on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are working on our uh, in-house solution as well. That's a little bit different. It's not going to tell you what to price your listing. Uh, it's mostly going to tell you when prices changes in your area so you can take effect of it. Uh, so, for example, if there is a huge conference going on in your city and everyone is raising their prices, uh, it's better if you if you be notified that uh, pricing their changes and by how much. Yeah, so so you're offering some yield management um, tools, I guess. That's what you'd be planning to do. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So so what's next? What's next for Guesty? Are you going to st- to stick with this model, or is there something something else? Some any, anything more you'll be adding on? Um, the same hard work, the same vision that we had from day one is to make hosting easy for everyone, um, enabling vacation rentals to succeed and, and offer guest uh, experience that is equal to a great uh, stay in a hotel. Yeah, I, I love all these, all these options that are opening up for, for owners. It just makes it such a, a much more easier passage to, to get into this market and to begin to um, to benefit from it so so I think uh, I think what you've got is a fantastic uh, um, addition and and option for them so before we wrap up is, is there anything else you'd like to add I think there is one trend um, Heather that, that you mentioned that you know more and more both uh, you know larger uh, sort of institutional or professional real estate investors, and both, you know, indi- you know, people who are just buying individual properties, more and more, I think, I think you've identified a trend that they're going to be concerned about, you know, how Airbnbable is my property, how how fitting, you know, how um, how how likely is it that, you know, if I'm away on business, I can Airbnb at my property, or if I'm sort of uh, have a seasonal job and traveling a lot. So it's it's definitely, you know, up till now, we've seen people concerned about, you know, public transit access, schools, and I think increasingly another variable that uh, Individual buyers and, and investors will look at is you know, what's the what's the short term rental rental potential of my property, and it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a big trend that you've identified there. Yes, I, th- I think so, and um, you know we're, we're we're helping out more and more realtors now to um, 
to access the information to enable them to sell better to these buyers and to have this information on hand. So, so if a realtor is selling, to, has, has a client who says, I, I, you know, as you said, how Airbnbable is my property, they, can, they, they will be able to say, you're likely to get this amount and, and here is a company that can help you out with, with all the peripheral activities. So, so, th- so this is great that there are these resources for realtors to be able to share with their prospective buyers. It just makes the realtors, um, it, it, it gives them expertise in the niche, which is only good for them as well. Okay, I think we probably have covered everything. And so I'd just like to thank you both for taking the time to talk to me. And, and I'm going to be putting um, the links to all the things that we've talked about in the show notes and, and anything else you want to add on in there. And I, I would um, you know, encourage anyone who's got a question to go to the show notes, go to the comment section at the bottom and leave a comment. And then uh, I will ask Nathan and Amiad to, uh, to check those out and to answer any questions. So I'm sure you'll, um, you'll, you'll, of course, we'll be happy to do that. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for your time. And I wish you all the very best. And I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from you. Thank you so much for having us and uh, good luck. <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, thank you, Amiad and Nathan. That was uh, that was great information on guesting. We we just d- discussed at the end the uh, the investors, people who are buying into urban property for the express purpose of renting their places out, and they really don't want to have that hassle of managing all the inquiries and managing the um, the ins and outs of their guests. But they still want their guests to have that that total. Airbnb experience that people are talking about, then this option is clearly one that would be extremely useful for them. So yeah, all power to you, Amiad and uh, and and Kobe, uh, for for getting this off the ground. It sounds like a great resource for Airbnb hosts. Uh, so here we are once again, come to the end of another episode, and uh, and as I said, we'll uh, we'll have all those links in the show notes. I'm getting pretty excited about my interview next week with Scott McGilvray of Income Property. Um, There is a reason why I'm talking to Scott at that particular time, and it will all become clear uh, next week, next Monday. So check out the blog because we've got a theme for the week. Mike is very much involved with this, and his property down on Lake Ontario is, uh, is going to be pretty much the star of the show. So watch out for next week's episode and uh, I will really look forward to bringing that to you. So for now, as ever, take a trip down to the end of the show notes, click on the iTunes uh, link and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Let me know if you've got any questions whatsoever at heather at cottageblogger.com. Leave us a message on SpeakPipe or or just, just email me. Let me know. We'd love to hear from you. Many thanks for being with me once again. And, and I'm looking forward to bringing you a bit of excitement next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.
<laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, thank you. Managing the um, the ins and outs of their guests, um, but they still option is clearly one that would be extremely useful for them. So, uh, so yeah, all power to you, Amiad and uh, and and Kobe. Uh, for for getting this off the ground, it sounds like a great resource for Airbnb hosts. Uh, so here we are once again, coming to the end of another episode, and uh, and as I said, we'll uh, we'll have all those links in the show notes. So for now, as ever, take a trip down to the end of the show notes, click on the iTunes uh, link, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Let me know if you've got any questions whatsoever at heather at cottageblogger dot com. Uh, leave us a message on SpeakPipe, or um, or or just just email me. Let me know. We'd love to hear from you. Many thanks for being with me once again, and and I'm looking forward to bringing you a bit of excitement next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh, 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 oh